It's a new week. Oh, yeah, bitches. It's ready to get rock and rolling. Hey, all joking around aside, this might be the episode for you, and it may not. But fuck it. Let's do this shit. What do you think, Eric? I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I'm liking it. I'm loving it. Yeah, I agree. And again, Mikey is AFK, away from being cool. Actually, that's AFC. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of AFC, that means me a KFC. Let's go. (laughs) I was just going to (laughs) say. I was like, yeah, uh, I'm just thinking, that sounds fucking amazing. I agree with Brad. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I agree with Brad. I agree with Brad. I agree with Brad. Who's that? See? I don't know. That sounds like it might be an Eric (laughs) thing going. You know what I mean? (laughs) I agree with Brad. I agree with Brad. I agree with Brad. See, God, Eric, see, you don't even know. I know, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> I agree with Brad. You don't even have yeah, to say Yeah, that's twice. the last time I got crabs. crabs. <laughs> oh, shit. Speaking of crabs, I wonder what Mikey's mom's up to. Uh, um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, so I've been, I've been, um. There's a band that I um I know you're not into them, but I I like them. And uh, Mikey was like, "Yeah, man, they're pretty cool." The FadingNemesisOfficial.com. Okay. Uh, but they have a new release out called Allegiance. Um, so when you get a check chance, check them out. It's uh FadingNemesisOfficial.com, and uh, they have Allegiance. This is War, and um, uh, oh my God, what is it? Uh, the Queen of Blame. So uh. I think that's the one you listened to was the Queen of Blame. Um, are they are they a local band, by the way? Uh, no, they are actually out of Arizona, um, and uh, they basically they just played a huge show in front of a lot of people at uh, the House of Blues out there. So, oh, good for them. Yeah, so c- congrats to them, man. Uh, you know they they're adding tour dates and they're going around, and you may and may not see them. Um, it looks like they put on a hell of a show, from what I could see from some of the uh, the live or the feeds that they had. You know the video. Mm-hmm. That they had from their shows and it looked like man they could they could bring it to the house so that's cool i <clears throat> i changed my mentality a while back about uh how i feel about bands and stuff it doesn't matter whether i think their music is garbage or i love it mm-hmm. um i think it's pretty badass if you are able to put out music if you're able to use any talent you have to put out some material that people are clamoring to congrats yeah, I agree. I'm right there with you, man. I mean, you know, it, it, it seems like it's okay. It's easy to put content out, but it's hard to get signed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and what I mean by not signed, maybe not signed, because I don't even know if people really truly get signed anymore. Um, I'm sure they do. If they do, that it's, you know, like I, I believe like a lot of these people, like probably like Taylor Swift and all of them have their own production companies. Yeah. So, you know, once you make it, <clears throat> with the um, with your stuff, then it's easier. I mean, the first thing you're going to do is have a recording studios and things like that, and bring in other acts and try to like get them to where they need to be on the next level, making you money as well. So you know, like <clears throat> you know who had a Prince when he was alive, he had a recording studio, he had an entire stage, an entire venue in his backyard. Yeah, and that's my whole point. So it's like you know, back in the '80s when you know hair glam bands were going and hair bands and shit like that even in the 70s 
you had to get signed by major record uh, labels like uh, Geffen Records. Uh, you well, know, Geffen was Geffen actually was not huge back in the day, but they were still big. I mean, they didn't really. I mean, they weren't huge, but they were still a known label. Um, you, you had um, what was the other ones? Um, name me some other labels. Sony. Sony. Yeah, Sony was big. Sony was. Uh, why huge. am I thinking there's some other ones too, um, of the major re- uh, record labels? But there were some. Um, Let's see. The, the major record labels. Oh, Warner Brothers, Columbia, Atlantic, Atlantic, Ep- Epic, Epic uh, um, Records was big. Capital Records, if you remember Capital, RCA, Capital Records, yeah. Yep. Arista, if you remember you, Arista. <clears throat> Did we say Universal? Yep. Uni- uh, we didn't say Universal, but you're right. What about Virgin Records? Virgin Records. Yeah. Uh, Columbia, you said that. Yep. Electra. Electra Records, Atlantic Records, Def yep. Jam. Def Jam, yep, Def Jam recordings, yep, and Motown, even Motown. Had Interscope? Yep. A lot of them had their, uh, had, had stuff, you know. Um, even smaller labels that made a name for themselves with good, with good bands was Skunk Records. Skunk cool. Records was huge. Um, and think about, like, uh, Guns N' Roses, <clears throat> their first label was Uzi Suicide Records. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then they're the ones who put them on to Geffen. Yep. You know, and so these small little labels, you know, noticed the band and then they, they made a butt ton of money off of it. You know, I feel like the big labels, they're, well, obviously they're, they're still around some of them, but they're not as prominent anymore as they used to be in the 80s and 70s. You know what I mean? Capital. Because after, I think with people being able to release their own music mm-hmm. and with the, with, you know, the internet era, it really did. De- they they lost sight on what was important, and so the musician said "fuck you" and went to the web with it. If they would have integrated in, if they would have like adapted with Napster, if you remember when Napster came out, the download sharing thing, everybody was downloading shit for free. And then Lars Ulrich from Metallica ruined it all. Danish pussy. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense to me, but you know, they uh, here's the thing: you should pay for the music. But it should go to the musicians, not the fucking record labels. You know what I mean? Not all of it, at least. They should take a cut, but uh, not yeah, as much yeah, as yeah. they. T- the musicians really don't get shit. They they get the shaft, basically. No, they get to- they they get they get butt fucked without getting greased first. You I know mean, that you know, they don't even get health insurance. No, they don't get nothing, dude. I nothing. mean, they really don't get shit. And uh, the reality is, is that the musicians should get. To me, they should at least get seventy to eighty percent of that music that money. Those, I, those I, would, I would think so because I mean they're the ones recording. they're the talent they're, they're the writing the, yeah they're, they're the talent yeah they should be getting paid I mean and then you should be just enjoying the fruits of them being on your label and I think that, that that's the reason why now it's like you can pick where you want to go if you're that good you can say yeah you know what baby I don't like your fucking deal I'm gonna go over here I'll go to Geffen you know or I'll go to Arista they all have to compete against each other now a little bit more I think maybe I'm wrong I don't know I guess I'd have to ask some bands that actually have been signed and or have the potential it'd be nice to bring them on the show and ask them hey you know how hard is it you know but a lot of them will produce their own stuff because you can get you can now produce in your own studio like even a home studio and be just as good as the record labels of course i mean some of the stuff that i see getting put out there by by the the content that like some of these creators are putting out on their own is fucking amazing i'm like holy cow man this is some good stuff if you all you need is that one person who is like a super engineer in the studio, for instance, Trent Reznor, he doesn't mm-hmm. need a fucking record label. He needs no. he needs a studio. 
That's all you need. Give him a studio and he will work magic. And how we know a lot of these bands got fucked over by the labels is because you have them still out touring. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but I I love Motley Crue. They were one of my favorite bands Mm -hmm. from my era. They really were. Vince Neil, all of them were great. But Vince Neil couldn't hold a note if his life depended on it. I mean, it's just passed him by. And that's okay. Sure, it's fine. I, I, I mean, I mean he's like I a went day the, younger than God. Yeah, I mean, I went to the show. I went to the show, and I went for the nostalgia of going and seeing them. Was he Was he good? No. Was the band good? You know, I could tell Mick was a little sloppy just because he was hurting. And now you know he's I mean? not even with them anymore. Yeah, I know, but you get what I'm saying. Like, he's he's old, man. Yeah. The guy's 70-something years old, dude. Still re- hanging out fucking pounding guitar tunes, you know? But he, and then, he suffers from what disease? Um, it's a, it's some it's some rare bone um, disease where it basically turns your bones into concrete or something of that nature. Yeah, it's a so, it's a crippling disease. Yeah, um, it's um, basically it's it's like it makes everything feel like it's uh, cement. It's called I'm, I'm probably saying this wrong ankylosing Sponda- uh, ankylosing spondylitis. There, there you go. It basically it's a form of arthritis of the spine that mm-hmm. causes inflammation between the vertebrae and the joints between the spine and pelvis, which can actually make it feel like fucking cement weighing you down. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a it's it's a shitty fucking disease, and he's lived with it his whole life. I know. So how painful is that? that and that motherfucker, I don't care. Here's my thing about the whole Motley Crue incident, you know, with Mick Mars. I don't. Even if they agreed to it. Like, okay, so let's say, like, me, you, and Mike were in a rock band, mm-hmm. right? And we were fucking playing out for 30 years, making a shit ton of money, having fun. You lose focus, even if the band, even if we all agreed that, hey, if either one of us can't hold up to the end of the bargain and go on a tour, then we lose some of the money. Look, to me, you guys would be Motley Crue, to me. Like, if I spent 30 years making music with you guys... I'd say fuck it, man. You're entitled to the money. Now, I know that they said that if they if they don't tour, they can't you know do anything. And Nikki Six wants to tour, but why not? Why wouldn't you just not say it's Motley Crue? I mean, you got Johnny Five now playing guitar for them, who by the way is badass. I mean, the guy's a fucking fantastic guitar player. Where did he come from? Do you know? Uh, he is actually <laughs> sorry, my phone was ringing, <laughs> but um, he basically is in like. Uh, he w- did recording. He did a lot of side projects, and he always would step in and help bands out. He would record tracks for other bands, things of that nature. But the reality is, is that he is not Motley Crue, even though he can play it, dude, to the fucking T. I mean, he sounds great, and I love Johnny Five, man. He's fucking badass. But he's still not Mick Mars, you no. know. And then Vince Neil. Now they're talking about replacing Vince. Vince is like talking about stepping down, and Nikki Six still wants to call it Motley Fucking Crew. It's not Motley Fucking Crew. Just no. just say, hey, I'd call it the Six Pack or whatever. You know what I mean? And or you know the Six, the Six, you know, or however you fucking want to pronounce it. And then literally just be Nikki Six from Motley Crew playing Motley Crew tunes with other band guys. I mean, call it what it is. It's not Motley Crew. But they ha- he has his other band, 6 a.m., and they're fantastic. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, take that lead singer. Didn't he play bass with Buck Cherry when they were around? Oh, I don't think so. I thought he, why do I felt like maybe he, he bass? Maybe he did on a couple tracks or something. I don't think he Yeah, maybe that's far. it. Are you ready to elevate your taste experience? Look no further than Mad Picks, the home of the sweet heat jalapeno and cucumber. 
Our pickled jalapenos and cucumbers add a satisfying crunch and tangy flavor to any dish. From sandwiches to tacos, nachos to burgers, the possibilities are endless. Whether you're a fan of sweet, heat, or bulk, we've got the perfect pickles for you. Indulge in the sweet, heat, jalapeno, and cucumber from Mad Picks. Visit mad-picks.com today. Go ahead, take a bite, and let the flavors dance on your tongue. But it's like, I don't know, man. It's like those bands had that felt like they have to. You have to tour for musicians to make money. They make the most money when they're on the road. Yep. At concerts and shit. But now you got you got these huge conglomerates like fucking, um, you know, Ticketmaster. And then they own they, but they also own the other ticket company. Wow, what kind of fucking monopoly bullshit is that? Yeah, and they rip us off. Oh, the dude, Ticketmaster the them rip everybody fucking off, man. The, you know, the extra the extra charges alone. It's like you're paying one hundred percent interest on the ticket that you bought. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. Um, you know, you know, there, you know, this was back a while back. The Justice Department, um was thinking of filing an antitrust lawsuit against the against Live Nation. It's basically a subsidiary of Ticketmaster. So whether you went through Live Nation or Ticketmaster, they were still getting the fucking money. I mean, at least Instagram, everybody knows it's owned by Meta. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, but you're but but they but see the difference is, is that Facebook and Meta and all them have competitors, Twitter, TikTok, you know, all these guys that could cut into their revenue if they want to. Uh-huh. Right? There, who else is there? StubHub? I mean, shit like that, but See, really, really, Live Nation and Ticketmaster are so big that they can fucking just, they can pretty much do what they want. They get away with murder. They really do. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fucking absolutely insane to me. Um, you know, the, basically, DOG is, is aiming, I, I, I would assume that they're still thinking about fucking filing the lawsuit because the latest ep, uh, one that I saw was back in July, the end of July. So it's only been a month, but uh, they're aiming to file a lawsuit as soon as this fall that claims the entertainment giant is abusing its power over the live music industry. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of artists out there that are complaining. They're like, why are you selling my seats, my tickets for $195 when my average fan can afford a $30 ticket comfortably? Like a lot of artists are getting pissed because they're actually losing money because people are not going. They're like, we can't afford that. Can't afford it. Well, you know what got the, you know what got Ticketmaster in the spotlight? which really started it all was the big, huge debacle with the botched sale of the concert tickets for Taylor Swift. I don't know if you remember that, but the, the basically it, 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 it was the Swift debacle is unrelated to the DOG investigation, which began this you know past summer, but live nation and then pin the Taylor Swift situation on a cyber attack. But critics said, you know, it's the evidence of the company, you know, has no real competition. Because they really fucking don't. And in my case, when you don't have competition, you can charge whatever the fuck you want. It's a monopoly. Guess what? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to fucking pay it. Oh, guess what? That ticket to Taylor Swift is $350. Sorry. If you want to go see her, it's 350 bucks. And then you, you go around the internet and you can't privately buy them because that's scalping and it's illegal. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But they've got a monopoly, so what the fuck? Do you do you remember back in the day? Okay, the first very first rock concert I ever went to was Aerosmith. Okay, this is up north, and uh, it was in South Jersey at the the Tweeter Center in Camden. And 
the tickets to get tickets, you had to wait for, I think it was JCPenney or something like that to open up at a certain time. And it was basically first come first serve. So right. my buddy, Justin Zeitler and I, and his mother, she was the one who took us to get the tickets. We waited in line just like every other schlub out there. And we ended up getting lawn seats, which was fine. And, um, but we only paid like, I think it was like 20 or 30 bucks a piece. But that's how they used to do it. It used to be so much cheaper, so much more convenient and easy. I don't mind paying. And I mean, maybe I'm just cheap. I don't fucking know because I am pretty cheap. But I'm just saying, I think, you know, $75 per ticket is still reasonable in my sense, depending on where I'm sitting. Yes. If I'm in the nosebleeds, it's 35 bucks, dude. I mean, that's yeah, the way yeah, I feel yeah. about it. Because, I mean, you can't see them. They look like a fucking ant walking Little across tiny the stage. Ant, yeah. yeah. So, even with the Jumbotrons, I mean, I could watch that on fucking TV and stream it in my house and be comfortable. Yeah. Fuck What's you, I don't have to, yeah. What's the point of going to the concert yeah. if I'm just going to stare up the big yeah. Jumbotron? Now, I will say, for instance, the amphitheater in Tampa. I like going to that outdoor venue because, yeah, the Jumbotrons are there. And I'm usually out on the lawn, you know, trying to smoke a doobie or freaking drink some, <laughs> you know, drink some beer. You know what I mean? So, who gives a shit? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, do you be a doobie doobie doo? Do you remember this commercial? Bud Ice commercials. Yeah, I know. The Penguins. So, my thing is, it's like, I don't mind paying $75 a ticket for having a good seat. Uh, I don't even mind people paying $150 a ticket, honestly, if they're going to go, you know, like front row, like right there in front of the star, you know, or even backstage. Oh, wink, wink. But, um, but $350 for a ticket and shit like that. I mean, here's a shining example. Okay, so we have season tickets to a sporting event. Okay? The game's going to be sold out. Right? It's sold mm-hmm. out. I know it because Lionel Messi's coming into town for the Orlando City Oh, Lions. my gosh. Do you know that we can list those tickets? No, The max listing of the ticket can be 9900 bucks. <laughs> now, my thing is, it's like... For American soccer. We're, not, we're probably not going to be able to... Now, we listed them at that price doesn't mean that we're going to get 20 grand. You know what I mean? Because we were like, fuck it. We can watch Messi on TV. You know what I mean? But uh, I'd rather take the money and run. Come on, take the money and run. That's what that goes through my mind every time. Uh, And then, you know, Mike had uh, had the audacity to go, well, you know what, man? Maybe we would like to see Messi. And I said, dude, I will fucking drop kick you. (laughs) If you don't, if you had a chance to sell those tickets for nine grand each and you fucking told him, never mind, just so him and I could go to the game, I would literally take him out of the car and I would punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be like me back in the day because I'm such a huge hockey fan saying, uh, I have these tickets to the Flyers versus Kings game. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, is coming into Philly. Yeah, fuck that. And to hold on to those tickets and or to sell them and not or not sell them and to hold on to them, I would sell them in a heart. I would sell them and make the money and run, dude. I ain't going to lie. Oh, and I yes. think anybody in their right mind who would just say, I really want to go see the legend. You're a fucking idiot. You should go home, watch it on TV, and count your money. Hell, I'd probably like put the money, like throw it into the air and like it rain fucking, you know, $100 bills all over me. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, there, there is one athlete, though, out there that I would have kept the tickets for, and that would be Michael Jordan. Now, I can tell you this. Although this is a totally unrelated subject before we get out of here. Before we get out of here. Speaking of money, the only coolest thing I ever saw was a girl pick up a $5 bill off of my friend's nose in a, in a fucking strip club. She did, she earned it. She literally, he put the $5 bill on his nose and she bent over and put her punani 
right on his nose and picked it up. And what uh, club was this at? This was called the Pink Pony. It was in Brandon, like Tampa. Brandon, oh Tampa. God. Yeah, swear to God. I, I, God's not with it. She literally picked it up off of his nose. I was like, damn, you could feel the moisture on the tip. <laughs> Are you grossed out yet? Yeah. Everybody just go in their car or wherever they're sitting. Dude, anyway, listen, that's, guys. That, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> We're going to get out of here for the day. Don't forget to visit us on the Tiki Talk and on the Tweet Machine. Uh, that's at underscore the Daily Bib. You can also follow us on the uh, Facebook and Instagram at the Daily Bib. You can also go to our website at thedailybm.com. Eric. Yes. You got anything before we get out of here? Yeah, go to our Facebook page. Check out the new Who Dis? Wrong Answers Only. Oh, the new so, one, huh? Oh, so far we had some really stellar answers. I'll go check it out. Wait do you, do you see the fucking swamp donkey that I posted up there? All righty, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Uh.